Welcome to Conversation with H, and we have an incredible guest with us today, Hayden from the great city of Birmingham, <laughs> which is also known as Bromtown Shutdown, which for you guys who didn't know that. She's a powerful woman of God, incredible prayer warrior and worship leader. You may have heard her single, Defy Me, You Don't Defy Me. You Don't Defy Me, you Don't Defy Me. You know them, you know them vocals there? Hey, listen. But now she is the Principal Officer of Pentecostal, Charismatic and Multicultural Relations at Churches Together in England. She has been featured on TVN UK, Sky News, uh, Premier Radio, BBC Sounds, BBC Radio, UCB Radio and more. She's a Wise Woman Award winner for Exceptional Young Woman of the Year. She's an incredible sister, daughter and friend. I introduce you, Miss Shamara Fletcher. Hi. <laughs> I'm well, I'm well, thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on. I told you already, like, you're highly requested. Highly requested from the people there. Oh, I'm humbled. <laughs> so for those, who <laughs> for those who don't know who you are, who is Shamara Fletcher? Ah, uh, who is Shamara Fletcher? So I am a daughter, mm -hmm. I'm a sister, a boy sister as well, all mm -hmm. brothers. Um, I love music, yeah. live music. Funky house, yeah. garage, all of that. Yeah. Listen, I was a master skanky, you know. <laughs> Listen, love music. <laughs> love music. Um, very creative. Yeah. So um, I like theatre and like writing stories yeah. and things like that. So yeah, it's a bit a bit of me. So what was it like having all brothers and siblings? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It and was, you're the oldest. I'm as well. the eldest. I'm the eldest. Oldest sister. Um, all my brothers are very protective, even though they're younger than me. Yes. Um, and I loved being a boy sister really? because it was always jokes, always vibes. <laughs> Saturday morning, WWE, WWF, I'm the referee, you know, boys have to play fights. So I'm just in the middle, in, in the midst of it, you know, like, oh, you won, you won. Um, so, yeah, it was good. But I think it's allowed me to get on much more with boys. Got yeah. Because, like, you. I weren't around a lot of girls, girls, girls. So when yeah, I'm around yeah, them, I'm yeah. a bit like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was good. It was good. So how has your, you know, family inspired you on the journey you are currently on in life? Oh, they've inspired me a lot. Mm. I think I do what I do because of them yeah. or just like being influenced by them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. in particular, my mum and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my dad, he's just a radical believer of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's always putting people first, looking yeah. after them. And I've just like grown around that. So I think that's inspired me like with a lot of the work I do, like how are people, how are people doing? Are they well, are they good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my mum, she's very visionary, like yeah, innovative, yeah. public speaker, energy. Energy. So um, I think I kind of combine those two. And then my grandma, mm. um, stylish woman, mm. or every minute style, you know, from was eight years old, she's like, stop wearing trainers. It's time to start wearing trainers. It's time for the heels. <laughs> but I ate though. But um, we blessed God. So yeah, my grandma as well, she inspired me yeah. a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. So what inspired you at such an early age in regards to justice? Because mm. I, watched a, I watched you talk about this particular story about how you used to open doors to people and stuff like that. And then how when you were early, you know, younger age, you didn't like how people were treated in certain certain in instances. What mm -hmm. was that what inspired you to get into justice was or was there other things like in life? Um it's so interesting that you brought those um two examples up because 
I can't even explain. It's just been in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like the playground, if I saw people being bullied, yeah. even if it's not my business, it's now my business. It's your business is Shamara's business now. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> leave, leave them alone. <laughs> or like, I was the kind of person I'd talk to lots of different groups of people. Yeah, yeah, So like yeah, the yeah. popular people would be like, why are you talking to them? And I'm like, well, why am okay. I talking to you? Oh, you hit them with that. Okay. Do you know what I <laughs> So yeah. I don't know, it's just been in me. So like, yeah. if I see something wrong or someone being treated wrong or someone talking bad about someone, I just feel a way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. And I just have to say something, even if it gets me in trouble sometimes. Do you remember any, like, any particular instances where it was like, you said something and it was like, oh, should I have said something in that moment? Many. <laughs> um... Yeah, many. And I've had to even work on that sometimes because yeah. it's not every time you have to talk. Oh, you have so to you... talk, but the timing. Yeah, time is, time is key. You know? Timing is key. Timing is key because you can set fire and you ain't got enough water to put it out. Oh, you haven't right. got the facilities. Good, Shamari talking <laughs> the things. You've got the facilities. You don't have the capacity. You don't have the capacity. Mm -hmm. You don't mm. have enough buckets. <laughs> So you do have to know like when to speak, but yeah. yeah, like I remember at school, someone was being bullied and I went in and I was like, what are you doing? Duh, 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 duh. But there was a backstory, like this person was doing a madness as well. Oh, but you try jumping thinking in the midst. That's what happens when you're jumping in the middle. Get the facts. Than, rather than at the start and the beginning of the story. All right then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so growing up, as you've just you know, said, I can imagine you've dealt with like, or seen some, a lot of injustices in your life. What? advice would you give to younger Shamara in regards to all that you know now? Mm, patience. Mm. So what I said about the timing thing. Mm -hmm. And communication. Because sometimes you see something or something's not right and you might hold it in mm. or feel a way. Like sometimes you have to know how to communicate clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and have a radical commitment to relationship. I say this all the time. It's about honouring relationships. So mm. even if I have to have a conversation that's uncomfortable, mm. ultimately it's about preserving that relationship yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah. to just letting it fester and, and die. So patience, communicate well. Um, and you don't have to do everything yesterday. Oh, explain that one, explain that one. Mm. Um, so it's a timing thing again, mm. like especially for people who have multiple gifts or do a lot of things. Sometimes you want to do everything at once. Yeah. Um, and you can't. Mm. And it's okay. And sometimes you're beating yourself up like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, should I do this? Let me get involved in that. And yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. like, no, stop. Do one thing very well and mm. then move on to the next. That's good. So, yeah, that's what I would say. That's good, you know. So where does music come into all of this? Because obviously we've got, we got Justice Shamara. Mm. But where does music Shamara come into, you know, the early parts of your life or is it something that comes later mm. so yeah as you said at the beginning like i released a single in 2017 yes. oh my god um 2017 and it did well and it was blessing people um and then the justice shamara was raising up and like lots mm. of doors was opening for that and i was yeah. like wait but the you just, you just i'm you, just and use everywhere <laughs> with it you know so why did it go why did the, why did the music Go on, pause. I just felt that the justice side was calling God, yeah. and I had to respond. Yeah. And it felt quite painful at the time because I was enjoying the music. Things were starting to pop. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, let's go back for round two. Let's do something else. But I'd moved to London. Justice, it was like involving homelessness, which mm. was like 
a vocation passion that I feel called to. Mm. So it wasn't just like a passion because I love it. Like yeah. when it's I, on the side, it was something you felt you needed to put yourself yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd even say to a point of sacrifice, like I weren't even trying to do it like that. Mm. But <laughs> but um that call, like I had to do it. So yeah, it was a bit of a tug of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh no, have I let people down? Like, people asking, like, when, when's the next song coming mm. out? What's happening to the album? What's happening? What's happening? Mm. I just didn't have an answer for them. Wow. Um, but yeah, like I said, when you've got many gifts, the way that I kind of reconciled it was, you see a cabinet. Yeah. There's lots of, like, glasses, cups. Certain things come out at certain times. Yeah, they don't yeah. vanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they come out at certain times. So I don't think music is dead for me. Yeah. It's just not right now yeah like you can't drink off a plate you know like that them ways there them defunds them defunds I, I didn't even mean to drop you deep you know i wasn't even trying to go deep he's a preacher you know i wasn't trying to go deep he's a preacher you know what i mean sometimes you can't put the juice on the plate you know and you can't put food you can put food in the cup but it's not the same and it's not the season for the cup <sighs> it's not the season for the cup it's not the season it's for the, the season cup for the plate. it's the season for the plate listen shamara we're getting deep on the <laughs> So I'm guessing when you grew, when you was growing up, the music and the justice side was kind of like not competing against each other, but because you were doing the worship leading, you were doing all of that, and mm. then you know, was it kind of a battle up until like after 2017, like from an early age of that music justice thing? Was it really just just do what you enjoy? For now, mm. Define Me comes out, and then it was the Justice thing that came up. Was that what it was? Literally. Okay. So, like, Justice was always bubbling, yeah. but it wasn't... It wasn't the forefront. Yeah, it weren't the forefront. So, like, worship mm. leading. Because remember, like, for Colgop, um convention, we're doing songs. Yeah, and yeah, encounter, everything. Enc yeah, all yeah, yeah, of that yeah. stuff. And then it was just all like, okay, boop. And I was like, oh. It just stops like that. <laughs> and it was that tug of war again. But I did, if I'm honest... It was time to stop at that season because, okay. as you said, you can't drink off a plate. Mm, 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 um, mm. And that justice side was raising up. And I had a lot of fear as well, you know. <laughs> fear about what? When I released Define Me, it like blew, blew, blew. I didn't expect it to do what it did. Blue, blue, blue. And then all of a sudden, I just became shook off. It's, I know, it's weird. It's weird. So I had this tug of war with the justice thing. And then I just, it's like a fear came over me, like... In terms of the music thing? In terms of the music thing, like, hmm, will it do as well as define me? Or like... I get you. Should I put something else out? Like, am I being true? Like, just all this stuff. And then wow. it was, yeah, it could be paralysing at times. Do you feel like you'll ever go back to the music thing? Or is it too, is it too soon to say? I think I will. Okay. I think I will, but it will be different. Okay, yeah. And I think it will reflect where I'm in. Because I'm a different person now, yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you grow. Um, so, yeah, I think it will be a kind of, like, neo-souly vibe, life band life, that, that kind of vibe. Um, and the worship leading. <sighs> Is it calling you? Is it calling you? <laughs> it calls me, but it's that thing again, like... The fear. Mm, can I go back into that space? Well, or... why, 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 only you're limiting yourself. It's true. If that space is open and available. It's true. All right, don't give you something to think about here, you know. <laughs> we don't just come for conversation. It's too deep, you know. You know. It's too deep, it's you know. Too deep. We talked about the plates and the cups. <sighs> now you got something to think about when no, you go I, home. To, I need to journal. When you took the step to move out of Birmingham mm. to London, 
why did you do it and what did you learn about yourself most during that time why did i do it um just practically the job was in london okay. so um i did an internship half of the week working in parliament half of the week working within the church of england mm. um and it was based in east london so i just moved because yeah, yeah. it was the thing to do um when i got there i was just like first couple of months like yeah this is lit london yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i was like oh no what have i done my friends and family it's just me one here like I don't know anyone and it kind of just sunk in like oh I'm in a new city because yeah. if anyone who's moved to London or lives in London and you're not from there originally mm. will know it can be a very isolating city yeah, if you yeah. don't know people mm. so um, what did I learn about myself like you have to be intentional in relationship building you mm. can't just expect it to land in your lap mm. um, and also church as well because obviously went to Colgot Mm. Um, Pentecostal church and then I was in an Anglo-Catholic Church of England church oh, wow. um, not only that I was living in a monastic community so like you live in community with other Christians mm. it's all day everyday church wow. and I'm already churchy yeah, yeah, but then yeah. I went church. you went into the you went into the midst the inner room the inner court Shandalabo. do you know what I mean so <laughs> But then I was trying to run out of it. I'm like, this is too intense. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it formed me. I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I learned life balance is important as well. Mm. I love church, but you need balance. So where do you think you are now in terms of that balance? Much better. Okay. Um, maybe too much the other way now. In the sense really? of... Yeah, I took a sabbatical. I took a break. I just needed time to reflect and I was just like okay god what what now because I'd left that mm. um went into this kind of new role new season I was just like okay god what now mm. I don't want to be um a busy Christian mm. I don't want to be yeah just busy and no relationship mm. um a mentor of mine he said sometimes like if the devil can't stop you doing god's work he gets you to do too much of it yeah 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 um so yeah I had to just fix that mm. balance so, you had to fix that balance, which I completely understand. Mm. But what does a principal officer for Pentecostal Charismatic <laughs> Multicultural Relations do? Because that, that, that's a long title in itself. It is. And then what it have is. you found most rewarding in what you do? Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, in terms of my, my job role, being a principal officer for Pentecostal Charismatic and Multicultural Relations, mm. um, so basically work for churches together in England, mm -hmm. and we are the national instrument for ecumenical relations. So mm. basically, we bring all churches together, so the Baptist, Anglican, Orthodox, Pentecostal, mm -hmm. and then I have responsibility for the Pentecostal and Charismatic okay. side of that. So it's not based on race, it's mm -hmm. based on our tradition and our theology. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got an amazing mixture of races, um, different traditions within that. Mm -hmm. We've got people from the Windrush, like what your granddad would have mm -hmm. pioneered. Um, you've got people that were um, indigenous to England, so like Assemblies of God, Elim. Mm. Um, you've got your more new African churches like um, RCCG mm -hmm. and then your new independent churches. So we come together um, with the national denominational leaders yeah, yeah, yeah. and we really like vision and look at what, what is God saying for this space mm. um, going forward, looking 10 years ahead, 15 years ahead. Mm. Um, and what's most rewarding about it now is... I'm the youngest appointed person to ever do that. I got wow. appointed at 27. So 
I think I want to yeah bring my generation through mm. into that um particularly those from the Pentecost store and charismatic space mm. to like meet our Anglican peers our Baptist peers our Methodist peers mm. um our Greek Orthodox peers and just mm. like talk and mm. have meals and get to know each other so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that excites me the most what do you or where do you see yourself say 12 months from now in regards to that role 12 months from now hmm. i think yeah definitely bridging um those gaps making those relationships i'd mm. love some people from our space mm. to have deeper relationships with other young millennial christians yeah. from yeah as i said the anglican church methodist church so yeah i'd like to see that definitely in the mm. next 12 months yeah. What have you learned in the different spaces that you've in? Because you've come from a Pentecostal <coughs> background. Mm. You then went to Church of Church of England, kind of Anglican background yeah. in terms of when you came to London. What have you learned that was different to what you'd grown up in? Oh, so much. Really? So much. Like I love and I'm thankful um, for my upbringing yeah, within yeah, the Pentecostal yeah. church. And that formed me up until, yeah, like 21. Mm. Um, and then going to the um, Anglo-Catholic Church, it was an amazing experience because mm -hmm. I had to find God beyond the music. Mm -hmm. I had to find God beyond the praise breaks. Yeah. I had to find God beyond prayer meetings. Um, it was just different. Mm. Not, and all those things were great. I'm not um, saying one is better than the other. Yeah. Um, but I think in the Anglican Church, I became more human. Okay. Yeah, so oftentimes... The way that I would interpret Jesus mm. was as the divine, which he is, right? Yeah, like he's yeah. God in flesh. Yeah. Um, but Jesus was also a human. Mm. And I think in the Anglican church, I found that. So after church, people were like, oh, let's go to the pub. I was like, the pub? <laughs> the pub. <laughs> but then I went to the pub. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet people and you get to know who they are yeah, and, yeah. and why they're a Christian. And like, yeah, that, that deepening relationship was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just seeing that God is everywhere yeah. and you can find him anywhere. Mm. Um, and I think I became less intense. Mm -hmm. So before I was very like, yes, yes, yes. Um, praise break. Yeah, they used yeah. to call me carpet ministry because every minute I was on the carpet, I was. <laughs> I was there at the, at the foot of the throne. Um, but I think, yeah, I just became less intense, less fear-based worship, yeah. and it was just more, more at ease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what I learned going in those different spaces. God is different. Mm, that's good, that is. That's really good, because you're someone who will experience that and can then articulate that experience to other people that are just coming from one type of background, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. In all that you do, because you do a lot, how do you manage your your time, especially in a city like London, mm. without getting burnt out? Yeah, that was a difficult one and it was a journey because at, at first it was burnout because you're mm. just doing X, Y and Z and it's exciting, right? Like you're doing things that you feel core to, you're passionate. Yeah. Um, and then after a while, I think my mum my mom actually spoke to me. Mm. Yeah, she probably discerned, like, I was doing a lot. Yeah. Um, and she was like, Sean, this is very good, but take your time. You mm. know, take your time. It's okay. Like, you don't have to do everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Yesterday, as I was saying before. And learning to say no. Mm. 
um, is a very good one because then you say yes to the things that you're called to do and what you need to do. Mm. And the things that I can't do, I can send to someone else who is called to do that. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, time with friends, mm. time with family, um, live music events, yeah. the jazz cafe. Am I allowed to say, am I allowed to say that? Okay. Say, say, um, what you, say what you want. <laughs> this, this, what, what do you think this is? Do you think we censored? Do you think we censored? Yeah, yeah, if you check, you know. No, no, no wait, censored. Talk, talk about the jazz um, cafe and Coco, all them, all, them, all them things that you enjoy to do. You yeah, get me? like the jazz cafe, uh, live music. Like the PA, everyone likes, yeah, talk. Who you, you like to see the jazz cafe? <laughs> <laughs> wait, censored uh, like that. Wait, okay, that's cool, that's calm. Say um, what you enjoy, man. This, yeah. is, this is real life. That's it. It's enjoying your life oh, and enjoying right. the things that bring you passion and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. joy. So, um, and that less intense thing I was talking about before, yeah, 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 yeah. like God doesn't love me any less because I do less things. Yes, true. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's mm -hmm. not this um, performance-based or mm -hmm. merit-based thing with God. Mm -hmm. And I learned that coming to London and that, wow. that journey of balance. Has there ever been a time when you've kind of like questioned your relationship with God? Or has something happened that's forced you to question your relationship with God, especially recently? Um, mm. And how did you kind of cope with that? Or how did you get back to align with that, if you are back aligned with that? Mm. Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm. All the time. And that's why it's a relationship. Mm. Because relationships is about being real, having honest conversations. Yeah. It's not always in the mountain. Sometimes it's in the valley. Yeah. And studying theology... I was like, at one point, I was like, Jesus, am I a Christian anymore? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? And um, I kind of reconciled that with, no, this is worshipping God with your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some of the things that you thought was God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God was revealing to me, actually, that's tradition. Yeah. Or actually, that's a perception of me. Or mm. I couldn't reveal that bit mm. of me because you, you weren't ready. Yep. Or, or it would have shattered you too quickly. So now mm. I ask God bold things. Mm. Like our relationship, I think it's more real. Mm. Um, I'm not scared to ask those questions. Mm. And if I, I if things aren't 100% with God, I'm just like, God, right now, you know, things aren't 100%. Yeah. And I do believe, like, in ministry, it's about being real. Yeah. Because um, it's not always 100% with God. But one thing that is, is that God is consistent, even yeah. when I'm not. Yeah, like, yeah, God yeah. is and that, that keeps me going, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, my grandma recently died, mm. and hmm, I wouldn't say, it didn't rock my faith with God, mm. but I was just like, I was like, I feel very different now. God, yeah. Like, something has shifted and changed in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so just walk me through that, because yeah, it's yeah. different, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah. We've seen a lot of things happen, like, in life, people have been affected by, by death. Mm. People have been affected by loss of job, loss of loss of whatever might have happened. We've we've seen things impact us on a major scale that have kind of sat with us, not just individually, but especially in like our communities and stuff mm. like that. Mm. How do we as people go about changing or changing the narrative in a lot of spaces, um, dealing with grief, dealing with all these kind of things, as well as being me, us two being black people, especially in the in the UK, how do we go about changing those kind of our circumstances, what we feel, what we're doing, um, with all the knowledge that you have? Mm. It's interesting you spoke about narrative because that is um, 
it's, it's the key. Mm. Um, we have to firstly know our narrative mm. and own it. Mm. So when you go into the public space and, you know, maybe different media outlets yeah. or, or different communities are talking badly about yeah. the black community, you can say, actually, no, um, this is the facts. But if yeah. you don't know that, then you just believe anything. Mm. You know, Marcus Garvey is very... Um, He's very strict about that. Know your narrative, yeah, know yeah, your yeah. history, know who you are. Um, I think in terms of our community, economic advancement is the key. It's mm. important. Those who are entrepreneurs, mm. those who can you know, build business and build that economic capacity. Yeah. It's going to be very important for this season, particularly yeah. um, you know, coming out of COVID. So I'd say, yeah, knowing your narrative, knowing your history, building mm. economic capacity and coming together as a community. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like... When you see other communities and how they operate in society, you see a unity. Mm. Of course, within that, there'll be conflict and turmoil, like yeah, it's yeah, human yeah. nature. Um, but coming together. So, for instance, if I'm doing something and I can see, oh, it could benefit you, or it could benefit you. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. together. Don't, don't be competing or, you know, splitting the resources so that it, it's weak on one side. If we all came together, it'd be strong. Mm. So I think coming together as a community... Yeah, economic resilience, knowing our history and changing the narrative. Mm. In the next 12 months, what would you, what's one thing you'd like to see for yourself happen? And what, what's one thing you'd like to see for our community happen? Not on a long-term scale, but in the next 12 months. Mm. In the next 12 months, personally, what would I like to see happen? Probably lo location-wise, nowhere I want to go. Because mm. sometimes I'm like, is Birmingham calling me back? Or am I staying in London? So I think probably yeah, having some so. clarity around that for myself. Mm. Um, as a community, I would love to see like our younger leaders rise up, like mm. our Gen Zs. Mm. Um, you know, millennials, we, we're still young, but mm. those after us, like, we're seeing we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We young, yes. Um, but yeah, seeing that younger generation come up mm. with ideas and then being given space, mm. I would love to see that for our community because I think they've got ideas that will just rock yeah, our yeah, worlds yeah. of mind. Definitely, I'm excited awesome. for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. My last question to you today is: with where you're at in life right now, what advice would you give to yourself? Hmm. Celebrate more. Hmm. Yeah, definitely celebrate more. Because sometimes you do one thing, you move to the next. Do one mm. thing, move to the next. By the time you've done everything, you're like, oh, oh, I, I just did all of that. Or mm. did I take time to reflect on it? Or mm. did I take time to say, Ashma, like, take yourself out from me or, or go mm. and see some friends. Like, celebrate. Mm. I think that's one thing I would definitely say. Like, celebrate the wins. Don't just move on mm. to the next thing. Yeah. That's good. And cry when you need to as well. Mm. Mm. Okay. Tomorrow, this has been good. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. It has. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. We could have talked about a lot more, but that's why we might have a part two and just letting you guys know. <laughs> Shamara didn't even know I was going to say that, but she now knows <laughs> there might be a part two. It's healing space, very nice. Shamara, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Guys, it's been Conversation with H with the amazing, superb, supreme, <laughs> incredible Shamara Fletcher. And we'll have more content coming for you very, very soon. <laughs>